by Stephanie knowing, and we had it out in the open, and the, the basically the rule was, if you're going to continue to see this person, then that's fine, but you're going to do it in the open. You're not going to go in a different room. If you want to text, text. If you want to email, email. But we're not going to have this going behind closed doors and having secret conversations. Okay. And as the other person found that out, you kind of saw a shift in their personality. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it wasn't all great and hunky dory and they weren't super not super all the time. They weren't constantly pleasant. You started seeing the real person come out, mm-hmm. which in turn really took the attractiveness away. It was, I guess it was a harsh reality that the grass wasn't greener. It was actually going to be worse. Yeah. That's I'm glad you had that experience. We've got some more questions. I'm going to go through this. Okay. So when the betrayed partner, the one who's been cheated on, is highly emotional and skeptical about trusting everything the one who cheated on them says and does, should the one who was unfaithful continue to share all the details about the affair, even if it causes major emotional issues and concern? And so I can summarize that again. They're asking, like, should I keep talking about the affair and answering questions when I see that it can really make the one I cheated on, the one I hurt, really upset should i keep doing it even when it causes like a lot of emotional reactions and even should i keep doing it even when they don't believe me um do you want me to address that yeah okay Okay. for me i feel like that this is an affair it's something that has stages just like a death or so many things in life have stages and these emotions have to get out. Um, And it's very hard. That was one of the hardest things for us is Anthony didn't, he wanted to share things with me, but when he did, I would get upset. And he sometimes would say, I just can't tell you anymore because you get so upset. And it, it hurt him because he, every time I would get upset, then he, that guilt and shame of what he had done washed over him. He knew he had hurt me. It was difficult for him, but I will say that it was one of the most valuable things for us because he got, I think it's part of the process that has to happen. I do think at a point, like I mentioned earlier, I think at a point you've asked enough questions, at a point you've shared enough, um, you know, there's details that you need to share you need to be truthful about anything your spouse asks. Um, I took a stance where I ask a lot of questions, but at a point I stopped asking them because I knew that there would be repetition. I knew that I, I finally got to a place where I was, I don't know if satisfied's the right word, but I was at a place where I knew I could move forward. I knew enough. Our marriage was going to be repaired. It was going to take time. And in, if, if I didn't stop digging, it wouldn't, I wouldn't heal. So at a point you do have to kind of say, okay, but I think the person in our situation, the betrayed spouse, myself, I was the one who decided when enough was enough with the details. And so maybe it's a, it's each individual couple's, um, you know, obviously it's an individual situation for each couple, but I would, I would say the spouse who's been betrayed might be the one to call that. Um, 
I also did, I will say, did get to a point where I controlled my emotions better. Um, once I saw hope that we were going to stay together, I saw hope that Anthony was actually actively working on repairing the damage and, and us moving forward. It became much easier for me to control my emotions. Okay. Um, so hopefully that's um, helpful. Yeah, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. Anthony, what, what would you say to somebody who's saying, should I keep answering these questions? You know, because it seems like it's not helping the one I hurt heal. Um, well, so I think there's two sides to that. Um, one from the person that's trying to repair the trust, I think you have no choice but to answer and answer truthfully. I mean, the worst thing you could do now is try to spare the feelings and you know, your spouse finds out later that when you were supposedly trying to repair everything, you were still not telling the full truth is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. I mean, so I think as long as you're in that process where you're growing and you're trying to repair things, you've got to answer, you've got to be truthful. You got to answer every question that's asked. The other side of that coin is the person asking the questions is the only one that knows the real motive, because if the motive behind it is to continue to cause pain and hurt the person by throwing it back in their face, I think then you're starting to, you're doing as much damage to building the trust as the person that had the affair. Mm. That's important. That's important. So you can kind of use it as a way to punish somebody. Yes. And then you're creating, you know, lack of trust. You're, you're not helping them trust you and help them, uh, you know, heal. Let me ask you this as a follow-up question to that. What if this person is still holding secrets? And so this person saying the reason I would keep asking questions over and over and becoming emotional was that because the story kept changing over and over again. And so obviously that would create more and more pain. Yeah. And so, I mean, then that's, and I think that's, I mean, that's, that's tough because I feel like there, if the point, if the point of the process is to repair the marriage and the point of the process is to get everything out in the open, then you just got to tell the truth no matter how much it's going to hurt, no matter how much it's going to hurt your spouse, no matter how much it's going to hurt you. Because there comes a point where you've told so many lies, you've confused yourself. And the only way to get out of that web yeah. is just lay the truth out on the table. And that just be the, that just be the last story. Yeah. The truth, because having been there, you truly do get to a point where even in your own mind, you're confused about what, story was true at times you've told so many lies to cover a lie to cover a lie to cover a lie and that i really i mean i remember being at a point where i honest to goodness wasn't sure what the truth was and it might be a minute detail but there comes a point where it's just time to just say here's the story beginning to end here's everything that happened and just get it out of your mind and then once that's out there yeah. If you've told the truth, there is no more changing. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I think, you know, this person saying, if I had the total truth, I'd be done. I'd be able to heal. I think it's very true. This is, this is our last question for tonight. This is a person whose husband is been involved in a limerick affair and hasn't been willing to end it. 
the spouse knows about it. I believe they're not separated. The parents know about the uh, affair. Uh, the husband of the affair partner doesn't know about it yet. And so kind of the question is, is would you advise somebody, a couple in this type of situation, to take some time apart or stay under the same roof before the affair ends? Uh, I mean, on our end of the situation, mm -hmm. um, I really don't think that would have helped. Um, I think the one thing over time that helped me personally was knowing that Stephanie wasn't going to give up. She was going to fight tooth and nail and she was going to be there no matter what. Again, I was in a situation where I was looking for anything that I could have used for reasoning and rationale to make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, that's why I don't think telling the other person's spouse would have helped our situation because to me that would have been Stephanie doing something she said she wasn't going to do. And I mean, so for me, I was looking for any justification and the way that it helped me was the fact that she stayed true to who she was. Mm -hmm. She continued to support our household and our marriage. She never threw in the towel on it. She never really forced me to be aggressive or anything of that nature. She just straight stayed true to her personality and it just continued to show me her character and continued to show me that everything she said was true, which in turn continued to make her grow in my eyes and grow back into my heart. That's so, And from my perspective, the one big factor that kept me from telling him to leave our home was I knew that if he wasn't at least coming home to our home at night, and would have that time with me, I would have no opportunities to rebuild um, the rebuild a connection emotionally with him. I would have not had opportunities to show him love and to try to rebuild affection. Um, all those things look a lot different when you're in the middle of an affair, um, different than how our affection and, and peaceful home and love look today but they're necessary because I had to make those deposits um, with him to start building back up for him to see me as the most important person in his life again and to move this affair partner out. So for me, keeping him in our home was a major way to do that. Again, I wasn't in any physical harm. You know, he wasn't doing anything dangerous to me he so it was a safe thing for me to do um so i guess from our perspective i would definitely be very the last resort would be to send some to send the spouse out of your home for a while okay well i think it's important because uh anthony you said that that kind of almost be giving me what i wanted at the time yeah, I mean, because again, at that point, I was looking for any any justification to be mad at Stephanie because being mad at her put the other person in a better light. So as long as she kept me to where I had nothing against her, I had no excuse <coughs> to put the other person on even a higher and higher and higher pedestal. That makes sense. That's good. That's good. I hope that's helpful. Usually when people separate, they have about a 13% chance of reconciliation. 
And so I'm not really a big proponent of or, uh, separation, I mean, because it's those odds are so low for reconciling. So I'm not a big proponent of that. We do have one final question. I missed it. Uh, it came into a different chat box. There, and this is a question for both of you, and then there's one for Stephanie. So the question for both of you is how long can we talk about the affair and when is enough enough? It's been so many months that he won't talk about it for my own good that I feel stumped. And can Steph say how long it was before she said she wasn't going to ask anymore? Um, I guess if it was, oh my. Um, I can break that question down if I need to. Probably. I think, well, uh, for the second part of it, how long before I just really quit asking questions was probably nine months to a year. Um, now, we were in counseling during that time, too. So some questions were brought, like I, because of counseling and us discussing things. But in our everyday life, um, I would say nine months to a year before I just quit asking things. and then. Um, what was the first part of the question again? Uh, how long can we talk about the affair and when is enough enough? Well, I think you talk about it as long as you need to talk about it. I mean, and I know there's no magic number to put on that. Like she said, we talked about it off and on. I mean, there are still times today that it'll come up because of situations that, that arise, but the talking about it's different. I mean, I think enough's enough when it's doing no good anymore. Yeah. Uh, when you're just talking about it, because there's a, I mean, not to say this what it is, but when there's just a lull in the conversation, that's not the topic to go to. Yeah. Um, as long as there's information, as long as it's helping both people in some form or fashion, I think you talk about it as long as you need to, uh, to continue to grow and get better. We did take lots of breaks, though. Yes. I will say through that whole nine months to a year, we would sometimes say on a Friday evening when we got home from work, this isn't until Monday morning, we are not talking about the affair. And it was weird to say that, but it was a relief at times, too, because sometimes Anthony just didn't need to be drilled. He didn't need me to ask a question for the 1,000th time, just asking it a different way to be sure he didn't answer it different. Um, and then sometimes I just needed to not focus on that. And we found that was very healthy to just take breaks. Um, and there would be intense weeks with counseling or intense weeks with um, like Anthony's dad passed away during our counseling time. And, you know, so it's pretty intense emotional time. And I had some fears that we would kind of revert back and, and we didn't revert back to our negative patterns. But um, you know, life happens even with um, an affair and an affair recovery. Life happens, regular life. And so you have, we ebbed and flowed during that time where we would have days or evenings or weekends or family situations that we just naturally, organically did not talk about it. Um, now we talk about it when we, um, we try to, to use our story when it will help other people like tonight or um, in other opportunities we're given. Um, so now it's more of a conversation like that just to try to help. And then also I don't, and to remind us of how far we've come and how hard we've worked. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Got another one. Stephanie, this, you, yeah, I know you've answered this, but I'll ask you again. 
can you say how long it was before you said you weren't going to ask any more questions? Um, yeah, probably, probably nine months maybe into counseling. So nine months into the affair ending. Um, so eight or nine months where I got to a point where I only asked questions during counseling or talked about things during counseling. Um, then it just wasn't necessary. I, pr I asked a ton of questions, so I pretty much had exhausted everything. And I got to a point where we had rebuilt some trust and I, I knew Anthony was being genuine. And that's a period that when that starts to happen and you just know that you're moving forward, you know that things are being restored, you know that your spouse has told you things and has been genuine. Um, I got to that point and I just didn't want to keep hurting Anthony by asking more things. I knew enough. Um, I knew we were moving forward. I knew the big things and the small details. I just had to, I had to just have peace that there were things I would never know detail wise. And that was okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I know I keep saying this, but this is because this person did ask and I, there's so many questions that it was hard to find. So this is this is a person who submitted. So we'll just this will be the last one. They're kind of making a statement, but I think there's a question in this statement as well. They say, My wife and I agreed to take this program, this master class that Brad's put on, but she tends to pick and choose what she wants to do. She's the one who had an affair. And so she really struggles with keeping and sticking to our agreements. You know, how do I manage that? What would you guys say to that? Um, I, you know, I think in time, if, if you're patient with the process in time, I believe that as long as you're working on it, like taking this program, um, I'm assuming that means the master class. Um, if, if there's any way then to follow this master class up with, with live counseling with Brad, I feel like continue on people move at different paces. Um, there's so many emotions, guilt, shame, um, that come along with having had an affair. And some people just don't process through it neatly in an orderly fashion and in a set amount of time. So I would say, don't give up, take what the, if they're willing to give, take what they're willing to give and work with that. And then um, continue with more as you're able to. Would you agree with that, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of hard because, I mean, I think everybody, when they're in the middle of doing something they know is not right, they really tend to pick and choose the things that make them feel less wrong, I guess, for lack of better terms. But if they're agreeing to do anything, in a forward projection, then they're still interested. They're still um, considering. I mean, I know from my end of things, I wasn't going. I wasn't willing to to spend the time, the energy, or the money on something if I really wasn't invested. So agreeing to go to counseling at first, I mean, I dodged things. I avoided certain topics. I still had some secrets but I was willing to go to the counseling and my wife knowing me the way she did knew that that was a sign that I was still committed to our relationship. So I think you just got to focus on the positive, the fact that the 
master's counseling class is something they're willing to do shows that they still have an interest in the relationship. Um, over time, if you're, if you're the spouse that's been cheated on over time, if you continue to show that you're willing to forgive and that you're willing to work as well over time, those walls will come down and things will get more open and transparent and move in a more positive direction more rapidly. That's good. Okay. That's good. I appreciate all of you guys for attending the masterclass. And of course, Stephanie and Anthony, I want to thank you guys for your time tonight being so generous because you know, something going, just going through something like this is so life changing and, you know, terrible. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I think you guys had some great answers that were really spot on. And uh, it's really great for me as somebody who's worked with you guys to see, you know, like you guys are still going strong. You're still doing great. So I'm really happy about that. Thank you for having us and allowing us to be able to yeah, share no our problem. story. I'm glad you guys were so willing to share. My little kiddo is about to walk in here. It's such a uh, needed topic. You know, it's one thing to talk to me who is a marriage counselor who helps couples through it, but it's another to hear from you guys. And so thank you very much.